Tasha with Miss Aisha. This is a podcast with real people talking about real issues on real topics. I am here today with the lovely Miss Amaya, my sister friend that I had the pleasure of meeting last year. And when I tell y'all, she dropped some nuggets on me that just left me in awe, right? And so I am so pleased to have her here with me. And you guys get to watch how me and my sister have these dynamic conversations. Welcome, sis. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so honored. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. Yes. All right, y'all. Y'all ready to dive in? Y'all already know what we do, right? So, Miss Amaya got to take a topic out of that bowl. Okay. And we're going to see which one she get. And y'all go watch us have this real-life conversation. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. Mm. Oh, when she start off like that, that made it good. Okay, so my question is, why do you think women trust a man to, t to make a baby, but will not trust him with the baby? Ooh, Jesus. <laughs> mm, mm. Oh, here we go. Here mm. we go. I think that's a loaded question. It is. Um, as a woman who started my motherhood journey at 22, I don't think I knew in my right mind that I trusted this man to make a baby with, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was just doing stuff and I was like, we did, we got a baby. <laughs> and I know I could be a mama, so I just naturally assumed that would also fall in line with him. But um, we're conditioned differently. I was raised to be a mama from growing up, right? Like the way I was raised was as someone who knew I would, I, my mother passed away early. So I had to take care of my siblings, my, my younger um, siblings. But just like to be a person that provides for others, that looks out for others, that cares for others, that was a natural thing for me. Whereas I don't know if we raise our boys the same. Oh my God. Right? First like, of all, condolences from mom, right? I lost my mom too. So I know that that's a, a, a heartstring, right? A heartstring right there. But when you say condition, I want to unpack that before we even get into your question. Because when you talk about how we raise our girls versus how we raise our men and how the Stop. women are conditioned, good <laughs> all right? Because I don't think people really understand that we're, we, we coddle them mm. in a way that does not um, add to their masculinity or balance out their feminine energy. But even more so, we raise them not the way we would want a man to treat us, but then have the same expectations for the mother that's raising the son that's the man that we're dating. Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and what's ringing to mind right now is the whole debate about Ebony. I can't remember her last name when she got on the news and she was like, oh, yeah, if he's a bus driver, like he wouldn't, you know what I'm talking about? Uh-uh. Wait a minute. Bring, okay, wait a minute. Bring that full circle for me. So, yeah, so this this news anchor had Ilana Van, whatever Van Van, yeah. Okay. Um, on her show, and they were talking about femininity and masculinity. Okay. Right? And so she posed a question, and Mama Ayana, I, Ayana, uh -huh. Ayana, thank you. You're um, right. She said, basically, that we are, are, smothering the boys with femininity, right? And and because of a lack of masculinity in the home, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm not doing gotcha. that job, but You're right. I'm a up. lack of the, the masculine energy in the home creates it so that the woman is kind of like overbearing. She's the most feminine, or the most masculine energy he might be getting, right? And so it creates a dichotomy where, you know, he both loves 
and appreciates, but is also like scorned by that relationship. Um, and, and she went on to say that like if women lean more into their femininity, and she just talked about reclaiming what is the femininity and what is, you know, this. And Ebony said, well, what about, you know, these brothers that work as bus drivers and they can only make a certain amount? Like, who are we to say that a woman should settle? And it, the conversation then turned there. And then she went on The Breakfast Club. She's been on all over these, these different podcasts and situations where she's drilling the the nail in the coffin by saying that basically black women are consistently having to settle for these black men. And while it may not seem like it's directly related to masculinity, femininity, um, what she's talking about is, you know, the ways in which we show up for one another, right? Can, can they provide, right? Can they, can they look out for and take care of a woman, right? And so it was, what I've seen is a large debate with a lot of people who got a lot of opinions about situations. And I'm like, but we need to, to get to the bottom of what is, what are we raising? What, how are we raising our kids? Are we raising them to be whole beings? Or are we raising them to compensate for what we don't have in the home? Wait, 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 because my little brain was like, I'm like, wait a minute. In, in one breath, I'm, I'm lightweight offended because okay. It starts right here. Like let's let's just let's just be fully transparent, right? It starts right here from the moment that that baby is conceived. It starts right here. The threat is right here. Whatever you are nurturing, whatever you are pouring in, starts right here. So the leadership starts with a woman. So before you can even point the finger and say daddy didn't show up, daddy wasn't there, masculine energy wasn't present. The feminine energy was already present when the baby was conceived. So what you are speaking is what is going to come into existence, right? And two. When you talk about are we settling, we're settling because you didn't give him a fair chance of being successful because you didn't even have the capacity, right? So let's, so let's like really talk about that because one of the things that we do do with our girls is we make sure our girls know how to make doctor's appointments. We make sure our girls know how to cook and clean. We make sure our girls know how to multitask and manage and they got the baby doll so they practice it and all that and we're not doing any of that. I can tell you... I get so fed up with the fact that our men do not know how to navigate our healthcare system for themselves because they were never taught that. But you ensure that baby girl did, but you ensure that he did, right? And so why are we losing our men to ailments because they don't know to go to the doctor because you didn't push them to go to the doctor when you pushed her to go to the doctor? Man, all of it. I, I just feel like it's, it is so backwards to think that someone who you're not raising, to, and mind you, I have one bonus baby that yeah. is a boy. Yeah. But the rest of mine are girls. So I, I want to be mindful that I'm not actively raising a boy out right. here in this world. And I want to acknowledge I have helped raise boys. Right. right. And I know it's different. And what you're talking about, which is the expectations of what they're going to do and how you prep them for the life, for the world, right? You know, the girls, they, from, from middle school, it, we were talking about college. We were talking about, top. you know, because I know you could easily get pregnant. Your whole situation might change, right? You, I know from personal experience how much and how easy you can just slip and your life is on a whole different trajectory. And yet for boys, I don't know if we think 
with the same kind of longitude, right? With the same kind of like future. Um, it's like the day in, day out. Well, and then part of it is, it's like, okay, if he did go out there and get a girl pregnant, she, the baby ain't coming to my house. Like, that's her mom's issue, right? And so, the baby's not coming over here, so yeah, you got a girl pregnant, but the baby ain't coming over here, right? So, we don't even really have to deal with that in that, that piece of it. So, I think there's a, a failed responsibility. There's a failed accountability as women that we don't take on when it comes to our men, right? And so, when we're looking at our men and how our men are achieving success or how they're reaching for success, what tools are we really prepping them with and did we even have the ability to do so in the prepping? Most of us didn't, right? So we could take it even back to cultural, right? Girls got case they out late, but he can, right? Um, if his friends come all over or whatever, you gotta go in your room and hide in the corner or whatever, you can't be around because of this and that, right? It's all these, I guess you could say insecurities from things that we may have experienced that we now project on to our children when we have them. But even more so, I think it's the accountability of if you expect a young man to be this way, then I want you to instill those same qualities exactly. in your son. Exactly. If you ask your man to open the door, then train your son to open the door. That part. If you ask your man to take out the trash, <laughs> then train your son to take out the trash. So that he becomes the man that you would want in your life to be that for the woman in his life. But I don't know, because wait. Then it switches because then he gets a woman and now we battling mama about him. Well, <laughs> see, but I think it's just completely like, you know, the way that we think about it is, is, is wrong in that, you know what I'm saying? Like one, you can't sugarcoat this shit. Yeah. I'm like, you can't separate me from my, my father and my parents. Right. right. So why would I separate him from his? Correct. Right? So when you when you enter into something with somebody, you taking on their people too. Correct. Especially if the more formal it gets, the more serious it gets. But the thing is that we're not accepting the others. We're not willing to build and you know build bridges. Yes. It's an enemy. It's a us them. It's a oh they was raised different, so you know that's why they rock like that. I don't you know. And then it's it's dysfunction in the home, yeah. right? Like co-parenting with. You know, I was 22 when I became a mother. My daughter's father's a professional musician. He went off to tour all around the world, got his Grammys, got all this stuff. I'm still rapping, right? 15 years in this game. And it's it's a beautiful thing that he's come back around, but my expectations had to shift, right? Mm -hmm. About how he would come around, mm -hmm. right? Like, he wanted to be a provider. So I brought up that instance because I'm like, for him, that's how he wanted to show up as a dad. Right now, somebody, somehow, some way that was instilled in him that he had to be this way to be a provider. I'm like, you better provide some time. <laughs> you better provide a ride. You know, you better provide like some tangible stuff because yeah. otherwise, I you cut me a check when I'm already working and I'm already handling business. That's only part of it. But if that's what you feel is all you can give, then you miss the point, right? And so my issue wasn't really with him, it was with his mom, which is what she was just talking about. And now, 15 years later, we can finally talk about it mm -hmm. and then talk about, okay, well, this is, we had some false expectations we never talked about. Mm -hmm. And we just going around stumbling through her life, right? Because. The only one we messing with is her. That's it. You know what I'm saying? So being affected by all of it. Yes, but you know, you live and you learn. Yeah. Trying, to, 
trying to do different, right? Trying to recognize where I am within it, understanding my expectations of people, how I'm communicating who I am and how to show up for me and how I will show up. Um, But, you know, it's a, I say it's it's going against the brain. It's not, it's not what, what is just natural. In my experience, it was I had to get to a place of understanding that was his capacity and not expecting anything other than what he was able to give and what he was able to do. So people would ask me, you're not, like, you're not tripping off? And I'm like, how can I? When the reality of it is, is that's not who he is. So anything that I expect him to be and he doesn't conform or compromise or become that, I'm automatically disappointing myself mm-hmm. in a failed expectation that I set on him that I already knew that he would go fail at doing, right? Because our caliber is very different. Right? Our family dynamic is very different. How we were raised were very different. How we perceive things are different. But somehow we embed in these relationships and it's like, well, this is how I love. This is how I do things. So you got to do it the way I do it. And when it's not done the way I do it, then I can't see it. I can't receive it. I can't understand it. Well, in all actuality, it's like, no, that's how Amaya loves Aisha. And that's how Aisha chooses to love Amaya. And now we have to ask ourselves, can we handle this type of love? And if we can't, then you let it go and be okay with it and be unbiased about it. Just be like, that's how they love, but that's not the love I need, at least in this season. And people need to under, also understand that I now understand that saying, uh, be careful who you lie down with because you might get bleed. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really understand yeah, what, I I was, what my mama was talking about when she said that. I was like, oh, she wrong for saying that to me. Hey, right? But, she but was, you get right. the picture. But I get the picture, right? Um, and I think. Oftentimes, and I'm going to spin it just a little bit, but I think oftentimes um, we're having these moments with our other person, right? We're having these moments and they feel good moments or whatever. And then a baby is conceived and daddy or man is not always in a position to speak his honest truth. I am scared. I don't want to have a kid because the moment that he says a woman to a woman, he doesn't want to have a kid. All of a sudden you're viewed as an enemy you're viewed as a villain in the situation. At the moment that I tell you that I'm scared, what you scared of? You know what I mean? It's our baby, like it's automatically this attack. When in all actuality, it's a shared experience. The only difference is you're carrying the baby and he's not. But to be a father, that's a scary thing. To be a mother is a scary thing. And us, we we, we walk around all we walk around pregnant. Yeah. But the nights when you're alone, you wondering, am I gonna be a good mommy? Do I even know what the hell I'm doing? How the hell do I change a pamper? But all of a sudden, we want to we wanna hide them flaws. And if he discussed the flaws, it's a problem that those flaws are discussed. And I don't think that that's fair. Yes, it's our body and we can control it and all of those things. But he should always be able to have a voice in this, this shared experience and this commonality of this child that's coming into the picture. And we don't give room for that. Most definitely. I think... You know, one thing I also want to note is I've always known good men. Mm. That's never been foreign to me, right? My daddy is the number one king. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> he, he up there. Uh-uh, he ain't daddy my daddy. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, you know, and I recognize that's so different, right? And because of that, I'm like, I move different. Right, right. Because I'm not worried about if you don't, if you can't give it to me the way I know it should be brought, right. I'm not about to keep pressing you. Yeah. I'm going to keep it pushing. 
Because I know what I got and I know what I bring. And the point of that was is how we view our fathers. And so to each one of us, our father is a key. So I say, yes. yes. I want to make sure that nobody take that and run that. Don't take that and run that. <laughs> but uh, recognize where, what I say when I say that my expectations are high because I bring high. Yes. Right? And my commitment is always to the family. Right? So I was raised in a village where... You know, I had uncles and aunties, and that wasn't always blood, right? And so my understanding was to build community, right? And when you build a family, that's all you're doing. You build it. You build in a village with a new community, a new, yeah. a new group of people. Yeah. And a lot of people get tripped up on a power control because the baby becomes that source of power, and then. They want to cut ties or they want to regulate on their power within a situation to try to gain something. And baby I becomes had, a pawn in the chest game. Becomes a pawn in the chest. And the only one that loses <laughs> is the baby. The baby. Yes. Right. Well, not that's not true. Because really you lose to you do. You, you lose do. time, patience, yeah. all the years of your life that you could have spent living and beaming and and you know. One of the things that was said to me, I had a young lady and she was venting, she was ranting about her, her kid's father and what he does and what he doesn't do or whatever the case may be. And I said to her, I said, yeah, but at least he calls. Mm. At least he does pick him up on the weekends. At least he does pull up at the hospital when he's sick. At least you can doubt him when there's an issue. When you don't know how to parent and you need the other parent to step in. At least you can. There's some mamas out there that can't do that. Mm. So like sometimes in the keeping, right? That, that's been my word. And the keeping, we don't even realize that God is keeping us and protecting us and giving us things that other people don't have. And we easily take those things for granted, right? Because there's a single mama out there right now that ain't got no support. Oh, yeah. That ain't got no village, right? She can't call. She may not even know who he is. He may not even know that she exists or that, that there is a child that exists for whatever the reason is. So she don't even have that ability. And here you are with that ability, and you don't even understand the grace or the, or the gift that you have. And that he may not be everything you want him to be. He may not even be doing all the things you want him to do, but you got something versus nothing. Mm -hmm. and, and really, it's not about you. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, you know what I'm talking about? Like, for real, we want to center ourselves. That was one thing on the way over here. I was like, man, it's so many big eyes over here in small weeds. Yeah. And and it's that's to me a huge part of the problem. Because everybody wanna be the big man or wanna be the big woman. And it's it's really not about us. It's about something much bigger than us, right? Because that baby's gonna grow up and yes. either they're gonna be broken yes. from what we've been doing, or they're gonna be healthy and strong and and just thriving. Right? And we every day make choices that can either help that or hurt that. And it's not always easy. I was out here, separate from my daughter's father, he lived in, in Seattle. And I, I wanted to take it out on him so much. I couldn't stand him for all the things he did to me. Yeah. But he always been a good daddy. Yeah. And so my father reminded me that my relationship with him was not her relationship with him. Mm. And that I should not interfere with their relationship. And so my, I had the opposite, right? Mm. So here I am, married, right? So so some would be like, oh, the baby mom. I'm like, no, I was a wife, right? So here I am, a wife. And then we divorce or whatever. And when we divorce, he divorced us all, right? And so 
one child had the experience of knowing him for a certain period of time. The other child had no knowledge of him whatsoever. So they're growing up in two different experiences, right? One like, he just up and left us. The other one like, he ain't never been here, right? And so somebody asked me, they was like, how do you deal with that? Like, how do you not be angry with him? How do you see him and still speak? And how do you do all that? And I'm like, for why? Like, be mad at him for what? I asked myself three questions. Do they have a roof over their head? Yep. Were they loved? Yep. Did they have food and water? Yep. Close your eyes and go to fuck to sleep. Mm. It's dead on that. You can't control anything else that goes on outside of those three factors, but what you can control is you. If you come, you come, but you better come and come with the purpose to stay because we don't do revolving doors. Yes, yes. I don't do bad days. I'm not putting gifts under the tree and saying they're coming from you. I'm not doing none of them games because at the end of the day, they're going to grow up and now i got to acknowledge all those lies that I told. So we're not starting off the foundation with no lies. You either come in or you don't, but it's not a revolving door. That's not what we're doing. You come with your A game or don't come at all. And I respect you if you choose not to come at all, mm. but don't come at all. Mm. Leave it out the way so that I can handle this and move them on. And then when they get adults, they can come back and they can figure that out. And so now here they are at adults and we got to hold those conversations and I got to own my piece in it, right? Yeah, I did say that to him. Yeah, I, we failed each other in this marriage. This wasn't just a him thing. This was an us thing. And also understanding that maybe part of that is because of the hurt in the marriage, the things that occurred in the marriage is why you don't come around. That may be a, a, a thing. I don't know. But whatever it is, okay, let's mm -hmm. acknowledge it if we need to. And that's what it is. But at the end of the day, it ain't about me. Yep. It's about them. And at the end of the day, I got to ensure that they got everything that they need regardless of the fact. So for me, it was never about trusting him, trusting him enough to have a child and not trusting him with the child, he was always trusted with the child. He just chose not to utilize that trust. That part. <laughs> that part. Because I, I feel the same. You know, I feel like uh, single motherhood is glorified. Single parenting is glorified. Uh, I wouldn't wish it on anybody, not even my worst enemy. No, right? Because honestly, it's just a way um, for us to can continue broken lineages, right? We're not, we not from that. We're no. from. We from collective yeah. power, right? And so it's it's really like, you know, trust, like the, the concept of trust is so interesting because it's like, I could trust you all day with some things, but, right, I got, I got conditions because I know, right? Like not everybody was raised like I was raised. Not everybody gonna hold me the way I need to be held, right? And so how I assess what kind of trust needs to be given yeah. has grown and changed with my maturity. But as a mother, right, and recognizing, like, I'm raising a whole human being, even our brokenness can teach her something, right? And even, it's like, I can trust him enough to know he wants her, he wants no harm for her. So wait, I gotta dig into that, because I don't think, I don't think people really understand when we talk about trust and capacities, right? Mm. Because like you said, trusting in different spaces and what those spaces and what what came to mind the other day when I was um, talking was how we will easily um, disregard trust or take that the trust is broken and sever the relationship based on that one incident. When in all actuality, it could be like, okay, I gave you my car. I told you to come back at a certain time. You didn't come back at a certain time. Okay, now I know that I can give you my car because your butt don't come back at a certain time. But that don't mean I'm not your friend no more. That just tells me that that space, mm -hmm. I can't trust that. So I get to reset 
And if I choose to do it again, I now know what I'm going into. So if you react or respond the same way, I'm like, but this is how Maya is. Like it's bet, right? But what we usually do is like, I'm going to give you that. You break the trust. I ain't friends no yeah. more. That and we don't we don't set the expectations out loud half the time, no. right? We just assume they know that if they, you didn't bring my car back when I said I wanted it back, we ain't free that, no more. Yeah, that's what we just stop being free. Like, <laughs> you know, like people gotta communicate things too, you know. And so it's it's a both end because it really is like, well, some things should be common knowledge, right? Like. But at the same time, it's like we gotta set expectations like from the jump, right? Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise we just around here making all kind of assumptions. Yeah. And we operating on assumptions. And it's easy to take things personal, it's easy to be butthurt, it's easy to make it about you when you don't you never even mentioned your expectation or what what it was that you was even putting trust in. Or asking a clarifying question so I understand why the dynamics played out the way it played out, right? So like, in those healthy communications, I think we set tests, mm -hmm. unconscious tests, and then the person is not passing the test, yeah. and then, okay, that's <laughs> Yep. Yeah. You fail, you fail, you went in my class before I kicked you out of the office, like, what the hell, and I don't even know what, what, it was a test, like, and not necessarily a test. I'm using that as a lack of a better word, but but it it do. Be but tests. a test could be an unconscious like, well, test. How, how would they respond to this? How would they do? Yeah. Because people don't understand that they hyper rational, right? That, that, that okay, if she say this, I'm gonna say that. If she say this, then I'm gonna say that. If she do this, then I'm gonna do that. And so you're already looking for the response, the cause to have the effect. You're already looking for the effect to have the cause, right? And it's like, no, you shouldn't even walk in with the expectation of. Mm -hmm. You should just walk in, just walking in. It's, it, it's the same thing with dating, right? I tell people, just be present in the moment. Like today. If he calls, today. We're not worried about if he calls tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We're not worried about if he calls Sunday. We're just worried about if he calls today. Because if you start setting up, okay, I hope he calls me tomorrow. I hope he calls me on Sunday. I hope he tells me in the morning. And then he doesn't. Guess who ain't know what they feel in terms? Because they didn't even know they were supposed to call. Exactly. <laughs> Them expectations. It's like, we be living with all kind of expectations and disappointing ourselves because people ain't meeting them. Like, so we, it's, it's a, to me, especially when we think about parenting, especially when we think about raising kids and grown men, choosing a partner, all of that. It's like, trust. Do you trust yourself? Ooh. Right? Like, do you trust yourself Shit. to be who you say you are? Do you trust yourself to show up the way you you done made all these promises? I'm this, I'm that. Da, da, da. But can you like follow through? Like, what's your follow through? I I don't believe that everybody even understands what it looks like to be their authentic self. As much as they say that they are their authentic selves, I think they talk about it in a way that sounds glorifying. But when it's time to really do the work, it's very scary, and then they run right. Yes. But the reality of it is, it's like you've got to really do the work. And part of the work is that you've got to dive into these spaces that are hurtful, that are raw, um, that are re-triggering, right? you really got to dig into those things and ask yourself, like, who am I? Where do I come from? Where am I going? Who is it that I want to become, right? And it leads me to, like, another question, like, can you even see yourself as you're becoming the version that you want to mm -hmm. be? Right, like, and what does that look like as I'm seeing myself in the transition? 
we only want to see the finish line. But before there's a finish line, there's a whole lap you got to run. Right? There's a whole lap you got to run before you even get to the finish line. And a lot of times people don't see the quarter marks that they're hitting along that mile stretch. They just like, oh, I started and I want to finish. Um, it's interesting because I had a conversation earlier about business. And I was like, people glorify business. They're like, oh, you're a business owner. Yeah. <laughs> right. But the reality of it is, is in being business, right, you are the accountant, you are customer service, you are the janitor, you are the cook, you are the grocery store cleaner, you are the tax filer, like you the accountant, like it's so many things that fall under that until you begin to make money to even hire anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, why you think the garbage line just got in the bag, bro? Somebody had to do that. <laughs> yes. Right? So, yes. and people sitting there like, oh, you own a business, and they just automatically assume that this bank account is fat. Bank account ain't fat, bro. <laughs> like, it took time to get there. So, I think that when we talk about, like, trusting, I trust you enough to lay with me intimately and have a baby. And now that there's a body here, there's a person here, I have to reevaluate what that trust looks like. And so, maybe I don't trust you with baby. I'm like, I'm going to need the trust to match. But we got to be wrong talking people we don't trust, right? Like, we, we got to set some standards. Like, I'm sorry, we got to, like, you know, I was watching something. But they do. And I'm like, yeah, like, okay, well, you got to know. You got to know. This could but you knew already. You. But you knew already when you laid down with the fleet. You already knew what you that you was going to get bit. You knew that already. So now... That there's a baby coming, you got this expectation, and you mad. You're really not mad at him. You mad at yourself. Exactly. That's what you mad exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you're not trusting yourself. That's exactly. Because you're yeah. making decisions based on how you feel in the moment, not necessarily thinking about your whole livelihood, your whole everything. And it's lifelong decisions. Like yeah. this is a child. Like there's no going back. And, and a child is a gift, but it's a whole lot of other things you could have got. Listen. That's that will just be there. You could have. <laughs> Kids, I probably am not gonna be with him come next year, but right now, 
in this moment, what he brings is this one piece that I need. And so I'm willing to hold tight to this one piece until I can get my place, myself to a place where I can hold myself myself. But I hadn't got there yet, right? So it was him holding me in a capacity that I didn't have the ability to hold myself, but I had to work towards that to let him go. And I did, I literally let him go. But when I was asked, I was, I was just honest. Like, you know why you with, why you with. Mm -hmm. You know why you do, why you do. The question is, are you gonna be honest with yourself and tell yourself the truth? That part. And most people don't want to be honest with themselves, right? So you know when you're dealing with a dude that's cheating. <laughs> you know when you're dealing with a woman that's lying. You know when you're dealing with a person that doesn't have the capacity to evolve. They're fine where they are. You call it stagnant or complacent or whatever you want to call it. You already know what you're working with. The question is, do you want to see it? And most of the time you don't. And if you don't, that's fine. Stand in your truth and speak it. I ain't ready for this. I like this piece. It ain't a deal breaker for me. And most people don't do that. Most people don't do that. Most people don't. I don't even think they take the time to think about it. You know? Like, I, I really don't. I think people just do. People do and then think afterwards. And, and if we could just get out, out of that, yeah. then I think a lot of different moves will be made. Because it's a whole lot of doing. In the cycle of moving at some point there's a pause where you reflect and in the reflection you have the aha moment and the aha moment is oh shit what did I just do mm -hmm. but if you can pause and foresee have hindsight because we all have hindsight you have hindsight to say if I do this this may be this or this may become this that may not be the direction I want to go, so let me pause. Let me have that moment now so that you're not always in retrospect, I guess, for that sense. Yeah, because yeah, it's a whole lot of victims walking around. And I've been like, no, boo-boo. It was a choice. <laughs> it you was made. always a choice. Empower yourself. <laughs> Empower yourself because I'm going to need there to be so many less victims yes, out here. Yes. He didn't do it to you because if you already knew he was moving like that, you did it to yourself. Because you chose right? No, 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 chose no, no, no. He wasn't going to do it to me. <laughs> exactly. It's me. I'm special. I'm special. Yeah. No, it's me. What are you talking about? Yeah. Have you met me? Bro, he's not going to do it to me. He's going to do it to you. But he ain't going to do it to me. So it's almost like you in this space of denial. But where is the denial coming from? I think of an unhealthy look in a mirror. Like, you talk about your authentic self. I'm like, most people don't even know what that means because we're so conditioned that our authentic self as black people, as brown people, as whatever, is not good. It's not what we need. It's, you need to be another version of yourself. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. in this space, you got to be this version of yourself. In this space, you got to be this version of yourself. And this, and no We constantly cold switching. Constantly cold switching. So, you know, you get kind of schizophrenic in your thinking about yourself. Like, oh, am, I, am I really like this? Or is that just who I am when I'm at work? Or am I really like this? Oh, no, that's just who I am when, my, when I'm with my girls. And I think it's like, it's unhealthy. We don't give each other mirrors back to one another in, yeah. in healthy ways that yeah. are like, look, sis, I know you a bad bitch, but I'm going to need you to like pause. 
And why is it when we got alphas and there's like two alphas in a female, there's this competitive energy? I'm like, nah, bro, like, she don't even do what I do, and I don't even do what she do, so it's good that she an alpha. Like, why am I mad about that? Why, like, how do I become in competition with someone that I say that I'm supposed to love? That part, I, that, I, I'm still, <laughs> I'm still saying, I, I realize, like, for real, I'm a hella competitive person. So somebody would know, like, if I'm competing with you, you definitely would know I'm competing with you. But I be in competition with people all day, and I don't even know until after I've been left the situation. I'm like, ooh, wow, that was a lot. And I didn't even know we was auditioning or something like that. It's hella draining. It's so draining. It's hella draining. I walk out of spaces, I'll be like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, like, what? Like, am I tripping? And then I'll be having the call, I'll be like, hey, did you see? Was you... Did, you, did, did that make sense to you? Did you see that happening? Like, because if I'm tripping, I need to understand that I'm not tripping. <laughs> and, and I realized we did went so far from this. I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry. We we here now, but you know that that to me is like is at the end of it. Right? We talking about trust, <laughs> trust, trusting a man, but not trusting him with the baby. Right. Understanding yourself, yeah. understanding how you make decisions, that yeah. you're not a victim, you be empowered to go ahead and choose what you want, but then just stand in that. And, and own your accountability and own your accountability. Yeah. Make room for people to show up how they want to show up. Yeah. Don't hold them to a certain standard and not communicate that. Don't take it personal. Don't take it personal. Yeah. And don't do not ever not consider that baby. Right, baby is always first. Baby, baby gotta be in the middle. Yeah, cause you, you now a vessel, and so therefore, it ain't about you. It is never about you. So I don't know. No, <laughs> but I love that because you close it out. But before we leave, you gotta drop. I know that was a gem too. But if you could leave the audience with anything, what would you leave them with? I would leave them with spaces and people. Like Miss Aisha, in which you curate, allow room for people to show up how they want to. I think they're few and far between. People are thirsty. They need that, right? They need to feel like they belong, like people will accept them with their flaws. We have to be willing to give people grace. Yeah. In the room, because we ain't perfect, we can't expect perfection. Yeah, because we can't give perfection, right? And I think just really, really, really doing some self work on how you show up makes a huge difference in how we show up for one another, how we create spaces for one another, how our kids will grow up and feel like they are part of something or not. Yeah, right. And so. Just to be mindful of how, how you show up and, and, you know, do your best. Yeah, it's yeah. a daily. No, for real. It's a daily, right? Going back, going back is easy. Exactly. This is the work. Exactly. Like staying in the present is actually the work, right? Um, for y'all that are just maybe joining us, this is Miss Amaya, my dear sweet sister that I had the pleasure of meeting last year. And we just cultivated a relationship and we've been rocking ever since. And she left y'all with a gem, but I'm going to tell y'all what she left me with when I met her. She said, and I've been taking this with me everywhere I go, and she probably gonna laugh after I say it, but she said, who has permission to check you when you can't check yourself? Mm -hmm. 
When you can't check yourself, who has permission to check you? And know that, I'm going to add to it, and know that when they're checking you, they're checking you from a space of love and good intentions. So as you walk away today, hopefully you have got something that fuels your soul. Remember, this is always the podcast where we're talking to real people, real issues, on real topics. You can see us at the Costco. <laughs> you can find us at the AMP of getting a slushy. We are reachable. We are in the community, and we are doing this type of work, and this is how we have our conversations. So everything you see here is what you see off and on camera with me. Yes. And thank you so much for joining me, sis. I love you. Thank this you. was